This is episode nine of Coffee and Tea with Dustin and Abby. We're here at the Kula Center in New Albany, Indiana on Market Street, home of Inner Spring Yoga, Sukino Float Center, Integrating Healthy Habits, Jamie Hameister, the intuitive artist, and Daily Wellness, Massage Therapy with Jason Daly. I'm Dustin Detzer. You can find me on Instagram at Holistic Personal Training 812. I have a group fitness crap a group fitness class out at Four Barrel Fitness called 4B30. I also have a group fitness class here at the Kula Center called Inner Spring Yoga PE. And I'm currently accepting new personal training clients here at the Kula Center and at Four Barrel. So if you're interested in that, hit me up. Today we're joined with Abby L. Newton and Lindsay Carter. And where can people find you guys? Well, that was a very official. <laughs> I'm just Abby, <laughs> but you can find me at Abby L. Newton on Instagram. <laughs> and I am Lindsay Carter, and you can find me on the web at lindsaycarterfitness.com and on Instagram at lindsay.carter.funfitfemale. Awesome. So here we are. I've been so excited to sit down with you. Um, Dustin and I were just talking about people that we you know know and he mentioned you and then I went on this like stalking spree online (laughs) and I'm like oh god I want to sit down with her she sounds amazing um so you are a mama of four is that right how old are your kids I've got a 14 year old a 12 year old a 10 year old and a four month old (gasps) you do yes you have a four month old you're so busy now I am. Now I am. It was there was a ten year lull of um, yeah non business but it's definitely picked up. We're on our second round of children. Okay, so our first round got boring. <laughs> Do they know and that? Now they're rude to us. <laughs> Are you originally from New Albany? No, I am from Clearwater, Florida. Oh wow! Yes. What brings you up to the beautiful state of Indiana? It is a very long story. My husband and I, well, um, it's a very long story, but my husband and I met on Match.com. Oh, cool. And so I was living um, in Elizabethtown. I had just moved from Florida to Elizabethtown, and um, I was on Match.com, and I met him, and within five months, we were married. Wow. And then I was here, and it's a lot different than Florida. Yeah. Do you like it, or do you miss Florida? I... I have grown to like this area quite a bit, and but I do, especially this time of the year, Miss Florida, because mm-hmm. I am not a cold weather, gray sky girl. I need sunshine and, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's warmth. Nice. Awesome. And so now you are a personal trainer by profession, and you specialize in pre and postnatal fitness. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Yes. I, How'd you get into that? Just. Yeah. For your own, because you have children, like you just own research, is that how you started into it? Well, um, so I started in fitness and like competitive bodybuilding, um, and then crossed in to CrossFit, and I loved it. Um, but going into CrossFit, you have a lot of different movements that your body had never done before, and so that's where I noticed like the like peeing during double unders the things that I didn't encounter when I was just lifting weights and so um kind of trying to figure out what was wrong with me 
led me into finding out that those things are like totally common um, with women who have had babies. And so then I kind of like researched more. I'm like, oh, well, this doesn't have to be a thing. We can prehab before we get pregnant. We can rehab afterwards. um, So that it's not like this one funny thing where you're running to the bathroom, you know, during, or well, even really during like even group fitness classes, you know, women, you know, doing like Zumba or um, Turbo Jam. I don't know if that's still a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you know, there'd be like jumping movements and women be like, oh, I laughed, I peed my pants. You know, and it's really not funny. It's embarrassing. And um, so I saw a pelvic floor therapist, and I kind of, like, just kind of learned more about, like, the physical therapy part. And I'm like, well, this is something we can definitely integrate into training. And so um, so then I kind of, like, led me down the rabbit hole of just specializing in, um, in women's fitness and health because, you know, we're not little men. We're mm-hmm. completely – we have um, a cycle that takes – our hormones, you know, through a wide range of levels that um, affect our fitness, you know, during mm-hmm. the month. You know, mm-hmm. we have different times when we're stronger. We have times when we're just naturally not going to have as much endurance and we're going to be weaker. And that's okay. And just kind of like working around all of that. So I just think that we're beautiful creatures and we kind of deserve to honor ourselves. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's great because, I mean, that's something that, you know, as a male, I don't really think about but I, I need to because you know more than half of my clients are females so mm-hmm. um, and I met you through uh, a pre and postnatal workshop at Four Barrel yeah. and I was like wow that was really great you took her workshop I did I okay did. Yeah. I was really impressed with your your fitness abilities going through our functional progressions oh thank you <laughs> I was like oh he gets it over there he knows how to move yeah. were there were you the only man no, no. No, okay. there are other coaches there. And that's, I mean, I'm so, so excited that that male coaches are, you know, getting hip to the jive, that yeah. women need to be treated differently, and we shouldn't be pushing through things like, you know, men can. And, and it's not that we're, you know, too weak to be able to do that or super fragile, but we just have um, different considerations. And, mm. you know, I love that there's going to be a lot more men now that realize that because they want to help help their clients and help their athletes yeah totally um i i have i run in that into that a lot with uh my classes um particularly the inner spring pe class where you know i'll put some animal flow stuff and program it and you know some of the ladies that come are over 60 and they're like you know i can't do that and i'm like look we can always progress that and Mm -hmm. modify that to something you can do and the top, the, the one that I'm doing doesn't mean it's better than the one you're doing. It's totally individual. It's to wherever your edge is, you know, like mm-hmm. some crazy workout that a, uh, you know, like a professional CrossFit athlete is doing is not better than your workout that's a beginner's workout because that's for him or her and not for you. You know, like your body is, you want to go to your little, your edge, you know, that one's not better than the other because it's so individual. And I, that's why I love that um, one quote by Greg Glassman, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, the movement doesn't vary by kind, not by degree, or basically like the workout on the board, um, your grandpa should be able to do a version of it and mm. the 16-year-old athlete. And Absolutely. Young. So 
Oh, it was, it's beautiful the way he says it, and I just totally butchered it. But, um, yeah, so basically movement doesn't make – it's just because that movement is different doesn't mean that it's even less hard. It's right. just perfect for what you need. And Right, and that's something that I just kind of neglect. I forget. I just kind of assume, like, well, people know that, but they don't. Right. Um, and, you know, I also get questions oftentimes where I forget. They're, you know, people will come to a class and be like, so is it the same workout every time? And I'm like – no, it changes, but and like you know, generally, if you work out or you've been around it, you're like your workout's going to change every time. I mean, there's certain things that stay the same, but it's just weird to me that that's a, a like a, a thought a thought that you're like, oh, we do the exact same thing every time. No, mm-hmm. but but it goes along with that same thing, like you were talking about, where you know, like you uh, and Sarah came to my four B thirty class, mm-hmm. and you guys didn't do the the RX. You get did another one, and it was. Right. Perfectly good and yeah. hard, and you know, I mean, uh, you know, if you're doing double a double kettlebell dead clean and thruster versus a a two hand single kettlebell dead clean and thruster, it's just one's a little more technical. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But you're so still gonna get. You're still getting a just as good of a workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you Lindsay affiliated with one gym, or are you an independent coach? Do you? Yes. Um. I'm more an independent coach. I actually do coach CrossFit at um, LAC in Clarksville. Okay. But um, I have taken leave from that at the moment. Um, And so now I'm holding um, pre- and postnatal group fitness classes out of a personal training gym off Grantline Road called 413 Fitness. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty excited to partner with their facility. It's really nice. It's perfect for what I'm doing. And then I also train out of, like, my home gym. Oh. Yeah. And where do you live? In Georgetown. Okay. Yeah. I saw on your website that you offer virtual coaching as well. Yeah. So, like, I, like, I'll write programs oh. and um, for people based on whatever their goals are, which is kind of like what I had done um, in the very beginning, too. And I did it for, you know, men and women and just wrote um, you know, bodybuilding, mm-hmm. conditioning, strength and conditioning programs. Um, but I enjoy the, I enjoy the group class, right? Like, much more. I love hands-on. Um, you know, I want to be in there, being able to see people, make sure they're doing things right. You know, cueing them by touch because I think that's so important. Be able to feel your muscles. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So how long have you been training? Um, I will be in my fifth year this, um, this coming year. Awesome. Do you, do you love it? I do love it. I love it a lot. Um, you know, I got into this, like just doing the bodybuilding and I think that, you know, a lot of times that sparks people's, they, you know, they want to go and jump and help other people right away. Um, so I went and I got my NASM personal training that was like my first thing I had gotten um okay, and what does that mean <sighs> national academy, academy of sports, sports medicine. medicine okay okay yes it's a like a PT certification like there's um there's I don't know how many out there but you I, like t- I assume you took classes and then graduated or how does that work it's um, it's a book, and oh. you go through the book, and okay. it's online, and then you take a final exam. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty good one. I mean, there's a lot of the certs out there, and yeah. mm-hmm. some of them are 
not as not not that great. The NSAM is one of the better ones where you have like yeah. a textbook. It's an aggregation of like science and it's very very informative. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think you had texted me and said, "Hey, somebody mm-hmm. has some fitness questions about this or that." And I'm like, "Look, if they want to read about it, buy that textbook." Mm-hmm. You know, you can. It, it's it's great, um, but it's a it's a good one. I have that same cert, yeah. um, and they require continuing education and stuff like that too. So. Um, did well, you so did you ever compete in bodybuilding? I did. Wow, yeah, was I that in the, Florida? No, that's a here the Kentucky Derby, and then I did um, natural um, NPC um, in Indianapolis, and I did um, figure competitions. So there's like bikini figure physique, um, and I really liked it. I I love the glamorous side of bodybuilding, but I do not love the um, you know it did a really messed with my mind nutrition wise really yeah just like the strictness of it and then initially I had to kind of like force feed myself and so then not like kind of like being able to um you know tune into your hunger cues anymore and so I had to completely retrain myself again like not to overeat and even like I did um um, renaissance periodization like I had done their program once um too and um just that whole like, you know, trying to bulk so you have to eat more or trying to lean out so you're trying to eat less and then just kind of like um, not letting your body tell you what it needed. And so I've I really, really backed off of, of the diet world like that, dieting for competitions and for leanness and kind of gone back to let's get back to the, the nature of it all. And which is so um, I do the precision nutrition and, you know, the habit based Right. Which I think that four barrel does. Yeah, they most of the coaches have that. I haven't yeah. went through that. Yeah, so I really, really have enjoyed that because it just kind of like gets you back into um, awareness of of what your body needs instead of relying on numbers. Yeah, scale. yeah. It's funny you say that because you know when I was younger, I trained primarily bodybuilding style training, and mm. you know I got up to. 230 with pretty low body fat and I'm like 195 right now and like you said the mindset like I was eating 10 meals a day um you know it's once you once you like get that discipline though or get in that frame of mind though like you said it's not natural like I was like Mm -hmm. waking up at 345 you know eating a bowl of oats and like drinking protein and then taking 100 supplements then going to the gym for two hours and then you know if I didn't get my food if I didn't get my dozen eggs and and my carbs right after that I was like you know oh yeah mentally I would like I felt like I was like it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself you know missing you know like like it was like a life or death or situation that I got to eat every two hours and Mm -hmm. yeah and I was always thinking about food always my next meal like I just finished my meal and be like okay two more hours I can eat again of course there were like you know white fish rice and broccoli right like no fat um and so I think that's what's um even hard for like a lot of pregnant women is a lot of pregnant athletes that are used to have you know following their macros and you know kind of like getting them to come off of that is you know really really hard and then as soon as they deliver they're wanting to jump right back on the macro or a calorie count train and you're like Oh, that's not that's not for this chapter you know because we need to we need to do what's best for our body we need to eat you know just hold nutritious foods and if you're like nursing then you have to eat more 
than um, than what you you think the you know is your lean calorie mm-hmm. um, number. So getting them just to follow just the habits of let's just eat the plate. You know, using the hand method, which I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, the palm protein. Um, and then just kind of like listening to your like eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. depriving yourself. I use pretty general guidelines with my clients and then adjust as necessary. So I generally say, you know, if we're training hard three or four times a week, try to get 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight of quality protein per day mm-hmm. and eat as much unprocessed fruits and vegetables with as many colors as you can unlimited and then you know once we get once you're working out consistently and that habit is completely in there you're sleeping you're drinking water we got you off the alcohol you know or to a reasonable amount that's for your lifestyle and you're like well I'd still like to lean out a little bit or I'd like to bulk up a little bit more if you have body composition uh, goals then we start adjusting the carbs or the fats and and I think it's highly individual so you got to look at kind of got to look at what the person's eating, mm-hmm. you know, because I like to take the tactic of, well, what's one thing, what's one little thing that's not going to be hard for you to change. So, you know, for example, I had a client and I'm like, you know, and you got to get people to tell you because they're like, oh man, you know, I'm eating good. I'm eating good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, what'd you, what'd you do this morning? He goes, well, I had uh, three cups of coffee. I said, all right, did you, what'd you put in it? He goes, well, I, I only put three tablespoons of sugar in each cup. And I'm like, boom man problem (laughs) that's the reason why you're not losing that weight man you know but like just for for like him i'm like uh you know can we you know can we not put sugar in it but if that's too much let's just go one tablespoon right exactly and you just you just dial it down to where it is so easy that it's not hard and then once that's once that's solidified then we say all right let's take another step where it'll be and it just takes time and you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of my philosophy and technique that i've had the most success with using yeah, because so many people want those, like, they want the 12-week shreds, which, you know, I don't know if you've noticed that usually the pounds come back with something like that instead of kind of taking it a little bit slower. Right, and Letting right. them actually learn how to do it themselves instead of relying on... Doing something sustainable as yeah. well. I mean, if you starve yourself and do a ton of cardio, you'll lose weight, you'll lose yeah. fat and muscle, and then your body's going to be lose like, oh, too. yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then you know, like your body's like, oh my god, I'm starving, and then it starts holding on to every calorie that it can and storing its body fat. So it'd rather store fat. It'd rather let you eat its muscle than mm. the fat, because it's more evolutionarily uh, beneficial. You know. What sort of shift do you see in mothers once they have their children? Have you, so I assume you have clients who are prenatal, and then you follow through with them all the way until they're postnatal? Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll meet somebody that's, um, you know, a few months postpartum up to years postpartum. Okay. And then maybe never did, you know, a core rehabilitation or a pelvic mm-hmm. floor rehabilitation before, and so they're kind of like having to retrain all those muscles um, what do you mean by? I don't know. Is there? Do you do you think? Um, so I'm a mom too, and uh, I didn't really start any. I've, I've always practiced yoga, so I can't say intentional movement because that is its own thing. Yeah. Um, and now I do beach body. I don't know if you're familiar with beach body or not. 
Well, they online. do Turbo Kick. They did, yeah. That is one of the programs. I've never done it myself, but okay, that was my jam. Like it was years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about it. <laughs> and then after I had Nora, I became a Beachbody coach, um, and I've, I've I love it. It's something that has just really been a fun part of my life. Um, but I don't know. I'm curious if there's like a there's so much that's happening when you're pregnant and. Um, especially for first-time moms, then once you have your child, you know, how often are you meeting with your clients? And um, um, Well, like with the classes, I'll do like two classes a week. Okay. So like for postpartum, like kind of taking it back, um, like regarding like, I'm just thinking about that word shift. Yeah. There has been like a huge shift because like we didn't have women working out pregnant, uh, you know, as in the intensity that we do now, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 20 years ago. Mm. And especially the recommendations at that time were let's just walk, um, you don't lift over 15, 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we have high-level athletes that are competing in competitions pregnant. You know, we've had um, professional runners, you know, racing five months pregnant. And not necessarily because they wanted to or it was a good idea because, like, they were getting paid to do that and they had to like they have livelihood but um so you know we have so many more athletes that um that are lift you know lifting lots of heavy weights that are doing high intensity exercises and so um there are a lot of things happening now that to women's bodies that the doctors are like didn't have recommendations for Hmm. and so um there have been like last this past year Finally, ACOG, which is like the um, obstetrics, obstetrics, gynecology um, research. Because you can't do research on pregnant women either. You can't put them in a lab and have right. them run or, um, you know, do a lot of weightlifting and see what happens to their bodies because that's like unethical because they have a child inside <laughs> them. So, um, so there have been like finally updated recommendations, which is like 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity cardio which is something like you should be able to talk through um and then um you can also like you know have high intensity exercise but not high intensity interval training which is Mm -hmm. um you know you're not able to talk you're like walls to the wall can you say that yeah Yeah, you can say that (laughs) (laughs) um you know you're flat out on the floor huffing and puffing so um so in that sense, like there's a lot of stuff now that, you know, pregnant women are doing and then they're wanting to then continue that postpartum, mm-hmm. which postpartum has its own, like it's, it's, it's its own world. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, we have a lot of, you know, probably like the athlete mindset, which is, I want to, um, jump right back in to my sport right away. And, um, and it's just really not advisable because there's so much, you know, healing and stuff that goes on. And I remember um, when I had my my oldest kids, I was back at the Y wanting to do, like, the group fitness classes right away. And I think, like, I almost, like, fainted because I had taken, like, two classes back-to-back at, like, six weeks postpartum. Mm. And I just remember being like, I am, like, really woozy. And I don't feel good. <laughs> and, you know, I probably, like, you know, hadn't stopped bleeding maybe. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, you bleed after you have a baby for weeks. Wow. So, you know, yeah. So it's like not only that, like, you know, you, you have like anemia. Yeah. And so, um, take a drink. So, um, 
just like learning how to slowly rehab your body and then you know slowly get back into fitness and so kind of trying to teach women the correct way to do that um and I kind of like talk about it like in my classes like there's a spiraling down of your movements and your abilities um when you're pregnant and then you slowly spiral them back up which makes sense yes (laughs) um so yeah I'm just trying to like help women and guide them through that because there's so much that's unknown Mm -hmm. and so you were you were saying um 150 minutes of moderate intensity where you can talk cardio per week pregnancy yes um is there a certain point like as soon as you know you're pregnant that's kind of the guidelines and no high intensity interval training or like is it like second trimester you ramp into that or um so the first trimester is such a delicate time also because there's so much room for miscarriage during during that time so you know if you're a super health you know it can ha- and it can happen to anybody um but there are you know with doctor's recommendations they're going to tell you you're at higher risk so you're going to probably take out a lot of stuff right away and maybe just stick to um during that first 12 weeks until you get over like the the more da- dangerous time period for miscarriage um you're going to take out like the high intensity interval training and those types of things but so you know some you know, healthier women, they can do that if they don't have any contraindications. Um, but then definitely, um, second trimester, you're going to take out the, the hit, the H I I T. Definitely a no go second yeah. trimester, but you can still do like, um, high intensity training, like a, where you can talk during it, but you might not be able to sing. Um, so I would consider that like a CrossFit class. Okay. Um, but not like Fran. Right. or anything like that so you you know you modify what those types of workouts would look like what your um what your output would be for that that's good to know is it true that if you don't have any sort of exercise routine before you're pregnant and then you get pregnant you don't want to start a new one no so that is definitely one of the things that has that that ACOG came out with. Okay. So when you are pregnant, the best thing to do is start strength training and your cardio. If you, even if you have, if you have never done it before in your life. And that's like, you know, I love getting those women Mm -hmm. because not only are you showing them how strong they can be, Mm. especially when they're like, Oh, I'm pregnant. And maybe I'm, I'm, this is the least strong time I'll ever be. And it's like, no, you can actually build muscle during this time that you've never had before. You know, you can, you can, um, you know, if um, the doctor clears you to exercise, if you're healthy, you know, women don't have any problems again, um, then you can definitely start. And you want to start strength training because your body is going to be start growing and pulling your um, bones and your ligaments into different positions. Mm-hmm. So, like, your shoulders are going to start hunching or rounding forward, you know, due to your you know, growing breast size and your belly. And um, you're going to start getting, like, that the anterior pelvic tilt Mm -hmm. so um we want to kind of like be able to do a lot of glute and um posterior chain work so we can pull that back get your posture right because you know you don't want to be in pain for nine months of your life um you want to be able to move as functional as possible during that whole time and that 
that's you know you know movement is medicine and and mm. was that motion is lotion so we just want to keep women um we want them to be as fit as possible and birth is no joke like you have got to be in shape no matter like even if you're um having a planned cesarean the better shape you're in you're going to have better healing you know yes. the be- the better your um muscles are in, in better muscle tone you have and um cardiovascular shape you're in you're going to recover faster so um so yeah definitely hmm. With the guidance of somebody that knows what they're doing. And I think that's what's so important is that, um, you know, there are people that, you know, have specific certifications in pre and postnatal. And I think that if you can find those people, then you're just setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Um, And that's one of the things, too, with, um, you know, programming for this population is that even the workouts that we program, they're going to be specific to women's growing bodies. Mm and then also, we want to get them in positions for birth. We want to open up the hips, mm-hmm. so we want to have like do a lot of of squats. Um, I think I don't know if you've heard of Ina Mays. She's maybe the midwife at the ranch where you go and deliver your baby naturally. Okay. I don't know how many babies she's delivered. She's a um, a really well known midwife, and I think she said like is she local? No, they're okay. out of um, no, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, she has a book called. Um, well, I'm amazed guide to natural childbirth. And, um, yeah. And so, she, and she, I think she said squat, I don't know, a hundred times a day or something like that. <laughs> to, you know, and then you're going to have a better birth. Or, I'm sure. That's a lot. I think about my nine month belly. <laughs> that's a lot of squats. <laughs> well, it's 10 sets of 10 if you're just thinking like air squats. Yeah. You don't need to. Grab any weight either. Yeah, you know, no, you're just got some weight on you. Yeah. Sit down and stand up on yeah. out of a chair. <laughs> did you have natural childbirth? I did. My last two were natural. Um, my first two, I did have epidurals, and I got extremely sick. I got some type of like epidural sickness. Oh no! And so like, it was kind of like I had to. Uh huh. Um, but I did it over at um, the Tree of Life for my this last one, which is the yeah. birth center. And um, my friend Jennifer works there. Oh yeah, Jennifer Hayes. She's one of my best friends. Like the midwife. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just in her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like her too. Mm-hmm. She's great. Oh, that's, that's great. amazing. I know. Anytime I hear, so I've had two cesareans, and so man, moms who do it naturally, I'm like, you're like the woman of all women. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so I mean, I think that no matter how you bring a child into a world, you're yeah amazing and. Um, you know, some women don't necessarily want to have natural childbirth either. Like, it ends up happening in the car on the way there, and it was not planned. They were like, I wanted the epidural. And so, um, but, you know, it was it was something that I really wanted. My husband and I, like, took classes, and um, we really prepared ourselves. But, you know, it was so funny because my daughter, who I, is 10, um, she, like, I didn't even push. Like, she slid out, and it was, like, oh. amazing. Yeah. And so my son that I just had, we didn't know that he weighed like almost 10 pounds wow. and apparently he did. And I had to push and I was like, what is this feeling? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, intense and it didn't last long. I think, you know, it took three hours for the entire thing um, from like the moment I started having contractions to like, so it was really, really fast and really, really hard. 
Um, and I had to push. And I remember thinking, like, okay, this is my last deadlift. And I just got to, like, oh, pull yeah. this thing up. And, like, that feeling, you know, where, like, your head's about to explode. And then he just came out. And so... And then I realized, you know, because he was so big, that that's why. Right. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. Harder, I should say. There's a, that's an interesting comparison of the mentality that you do get from exercise that, that comes with it, that you could then put that into childbirth. Oh, my goodness. You know? And I think about all the time, because with, like, the childbirth classes we had taken before, like, the natural childbirth classes, like, I remember using them in CrossFit wads where I'd be like, okay open my mouth, relax my jaw, just let this happen. Like, just, you know, continue with the box jumps, you know, go into my happy place, you know, don't fight it. Yeah. <laughs> like, use all those mantras. Right. Whatever you can use. Yeah, you know, keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. But it is, it's like one of the, the greatest, um, I don't know, athletic events of your life is, mm. And it doesn't even start with just, like, the delivery. It's, like, the entire yes. nine months and nine months afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's, like, one long marathon. <laughs> like, <laughs> the ultra marathon. <laughs> My daughter yeah. is, she'll be two in March, and it's the, a never-ending marathon. <laughs> it doesn't stop even nine months later. You're still changing and growing and adapting to oh this goodness. new life, and it's amazing. And the stuff you have to carry, mm. you know, you're carrying bags of snacks and diapers like all the time mm-hmm. and car seats and then your kids. I mean, women are just amazing and, you know, our, you know, typical tiny little bodies, you know, do so much. Mm-hmm. So you guys are in like full combat gear all the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, you're like a soldier wearing like a We're like go wrecking. <laughs> Ammo, you guys are like got all this awkward gear, and you're also chasing yeah. a little person, a little person around. And that's why it's so important for us to be like as fit as possible, yeah. as functionally fit as possible, because we just like get in the weirdest positions. You know, we got kids jumping on us, and we have to be like, you know, either trying to get away from them or like cutting them, right? <laughs> hit us and totally. taking them. Yeah. Um, so, what was I going to ask you? Do you have any general guidelines for nutrition for pre and post? Mm, yes. Does it change? Um, so, no, not really. So, you know, for pregnant and um, pregnancy and postpartum, eat whole foods. Eat protein, whatever, you know, either plant-based or meat-based proteins that you choose. Um, vegetables, array of vegetables healthy fats, healthy carbohydrates, make sure you're eating those. And then, you know, I, sweets or whatever your other things are that you like to have in moderation, you know, trying not to, you know, deny or deprive women of things that, you know, spark joy for them, maybe. Um, and so typically I just say like, you know, again, I go back to those habits of don't eat when you're not hungry and stop eating when you're full. And so being able to like really listen to your hunger cues and, you know, taking, um, slowing down while you're eating. So taking like 20 minutes to eat your food. And I like for moms, that's so hard because either like, I know it's like, especially as like a nursing mom, 
um, you're just trying to, you're holding your baby and you're just like shoveling food. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like, um, either preparing food in advance, keeping your freezer so that you know that you have your food. Cause like for me, I wanted really healthy, like whole 30 type Mm -hmm. foods, like, you know, as nutrient dense as possible. And so I asked people, I said, if you're going to, if you want to bring food afterwards, can you, you know, either go to this website or this website and bring this type of food? Because that's, what's going to be best for me and baby and going to help us heal faster. going to help with milk. tip. Yeah. For mothers. Um, and even beforehand, kind of like, if you, you know, I know that you all want to kind of going to want to come see the baby and mm-hmm. if you want to bring something these are the types of things that you know we can eat and and I'm sure people want to do what's best for new moms and help them to heal as best as possible um but really that's about and so one of the things and there's a lot of vitamins and minerals that women need to get for the developing baby um and I always refer over to Lily Nichols and she's a postpartum um, nutritionist, or she's just a, a registered dietitian. I'm not sure. One of those. She's credentialed. She is. She's very smart, <laughs> and she has a book out called "Real Food for Pregnancy," um, and it goes into postpartum too. But um, and she has some um, recipes in there, but goes over in depth about all the nutrient needs. I want why you need to be eating these things, like especially one of the big things is choline, which um, I believe you can, one of the best sources is eggs. Yeah. And so she's like, you know, eat your eggs. You know, I think there's like always been so much controversy over like cholesterol and eat That's kind eggs. of changed. The science on that's kind of uh, changed but in some, recent but years. Yes, and we know that, but like... The, the mythology continues. It does. It? Oh my goodness. I had someone in yesterday that's like our age and he said something about cholesterol and eggs. I'm like, okay, I could like really get into this with you, but I'm just, <laughs> right. I don't have the right. <laughs> right. It's like, it's so. like talking politics with somebody. When you yeah. start talking diet, you might as well be talking religion. So it's like, yeah. I'm just going to oh, avoid yeah. this and some smile. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Acetyl or uh, choline from eggs is great for, uh, even if you're, uh, Pregnancy aside for your brain producing the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which will help cognition. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a little fun fact about the incredible edible egg. I eat, you I, love eggs. I eat a dozen every morning. Do you really? Yeah, I have for years. Do you have chickens? No, I get them. How do you cook them? Yeah, chickens and chickens. <laughs> I go to Sam's Club. But how do you, do you cook them? Do you? I uh, fry them in a cast iron skillet in organic extra virgin olive oil. A dozen every morning? I yeah. knew you ate a lot because I see your stories, but I, I didn't know. Them. I never get tired of them either. I used to eat like three eggs a day. Um, and then apparently my baby does not like the eggs. Really? Because like he started spitting up all the time. I had stomach issues, so I had to take them out of my diet. Oh. It's been really sad. Because <laughs> we have chickens. Oh. And so I'm like... It's my, fa- it's one, it's my favorite I do, thing to I, really, eat. I love fried eggs. That, like, Me just too. Just the way that you just yeah. talked about it. That's my favorite. Yeah, like, and, and there's a difference, like, uh, if you're still in that train of, like, well, the, uh, the, the free-range organic ones are a little more expensive. If you eat eggs, pay for those, particularly free-range, because the, the yolks are, or their brighter oranges are more, like, viscous, it's, and they taste so much better. Now, I mean, I, don't, I haven't looked at any science or anything on nutrition-wise. I would imagine it's probably better, but mm-hmm. just taste alone, and it's, 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 it's head and shoulders. I mean, it's 
worth the money. And I get them at Sam's Club for, you know, two dozen for six, I think, 80 or something. So they're not bad. They're, it's pretty reasonable now. They're free range and organic. But that only lasts you two days. Yeah, <laughs> no. we buy, we buy, <laughs> we do. It's all here. We buy eight dozen eggs at a time. You, yeah. you have like a ginormous yeah. refrigerator? I know. Yeah, it was just eggs and greens. And <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact if you did get um, your own chickens, which I'm gonna like totally get you on the chicken train, you don't have to refrigerate them, the eggs. I've heard that. Yeah, so like, I don't, I mean, I've had eggs out on my counter for like two weeks or something, then like I'll boil them. Um, but until they're washed, you can let them stay out. That's awesome. I, mean, not I like really want some like chickens. Yeah. I, I, I do really too. But I really love our chickens and I love the idea of them, but I am not like a bird person. Like, I don't want to touch them. Do you clean the coop or does your husband? My husband. <laughs> My husband is the same. How yes. often does he do it? Um, Not very often. Like, every couple of months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like him trying to talk to that into that this is a good we have idea. Like, we have like a big, like, barn coop. How many chickens do you have? We have, well, we had 12 and I think we recently oh. lost one. Coyote? No, sometimes they just die. They're just like laying there. Oh. <laughs> and this, oh, that's what it was. He was in the coop, and all the other chickens were like, he had died underneath their food thing. And they oh, were God. all like trying to eat, like stepping on top of them. It really was. My yeah. poor son went to go get the eggs that day, and he was like, something bad. <laughs> it's like, I'm never doing that again. Something always weird happens. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you compost? <sighs> no, okay. we don't. Well, oh, but you really don't have to because you have chickens. I do. I, our scraps go to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I throw them out to the, to the chickens. They love them. No, they're happy chickens. I think. No, I have a I have a pit bull named Daisy, and she's the most human friendly dog you ever be around. But she has really strong prey drive for small animals. <laughs> so, like, if we had chickens, it would be a disaster. Like, like they couldn't free-range? We couldn't free-range, yeah. and even if they were, like, in a coop, then I, she'd be so obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, let me tell you how strong this dog's prey drive is. I adopted her when she was, like, a year old, so I don't <laughs> know what kind of life she had before. But one time, like, a little skink lizard, you know those little lizards uh-huh. in the summer? It came under our door, and she saw it and, like, lost her mind and chased it, and it went out. And then literally, for, like, three months, she laid by that door waiting. For, like, <laughs> oh, poor lizard. baby. You know, she, like, she gets locked in, like, oh, man, like, this is where She's the lizards ready. are coming in. I'm, so, like, if there's a chicken out in the yard... She'd probably just, like, stay in the window of the house, like, staring at her. <laughs> yeah, so, so you think it would just be too cruel. It's probably too much. She needs to come to my house and get the mice in my house. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's quick enough, man. Those squirrels really, like, <laughs> dominate her. They evade her. Yeah, she, I mean, she goes after him, and, you know, I, like, I whisper to him, like, you ready? Right. You know, I take the take her off leash before I even open the gate to the backyard, and she's like full. Sometimes they're like right in front of her, and she's like froze, like she doesn't know what to do. You know, they just kind of juke her and go up the tree, and she loses her mind. But anyway, that's the end of my like. No chickens for no you. No chickens for me for now. Yeah. Well, so back to nutrition. The other really really healthy food for pre and postnatal is liver. Ooh. Oh. I mean, it is like on the highest high really? of um, nutrient quality. Any particular animal like beef or? Well, beef liver, I think, um, especially like free range, you know, grass fed beef liver is definitely up at the highest. And I think next would be like a chicken liver. Yeah. But you know, there's like a lot of, I love chicken livers. Okay. But the, if they're fried, and so that kind of like takes out the. <laughs> the healthy part. Yeah. Like some 
KFC chicken livers is my jam. But um, but you can do a lot with like beef liver and grind it up in your beef, like regular ground beef, and then do you know meatloafs, lasagna. You know you can do like even vegetarian or not vegetarian. Um, grain-free lasagnas by using you know zucchini noodles mm-hmm, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. do so that one like I push that for moms all the time and they're like I cannot do that and so my second option would be those um beef liver capsules and you can get those you know at the rainbow blossom or your amazon is where I get them mm-hmm. and there's a rainbow blossom on Charlestown Road in Indiana shout out to the local businesses i heart uh, rainbow blossom i just went did we talk about this last time i was here or the last time that we yeah yeah rainbow you just, blossom. i had just gone and i love it rainbow blossom is awesome oh i could <laughs> just <laughs> go there every day it's such a happy place and they have everything i think i do go there every day you do i do i need to go more often i love are you not on this side of the river Oh, no, I am. Oh. Yeah, I just, so I used to, in high school a long time ago, I worked at um, Bean Street, which was right next to Rainbow Blossom back in the day. Yeah. And so I used to go there all the time then, and then I haven't been for like 15 years. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, I need to go. So I finally went and loved it. Abby is currently transforming into like an Echo Earth Mama. I mean. She's like slowly starting to go. You're talking about your chickens. I'm like, Rainbow Blossom all the time. Yes, I like. I could live in a like a health food store. Yeah, they are my. It's like um, I love the smell of them. I know, isn't it weird? Yeah. <laughs> there is something. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Is there any no-nos for uh, pregnancy uh, nutrition, like sushi, mm-hmm. like high like metals or anything like? Do you say so, like, uh, well? There's certain fish, or... fish, but like so. Um, and again, this is one of those things where there are like certain recommendations, but it's also there's a lot of unknown so they're going to say things because cover their butt yeah there's just too much unknown they're not going to like put women in jeopardy but you know i ate sushi like high sushi grade tunas and um of course cooked sushis or cooked rolls and stuff like that um you know there's even things like you know limiting alcohol consumption and so that's kind of like really a personal decision um and then I'm trying to think of the other things that are you know I'm not a dietitian right. um so I think that's like what about caffeine is there any recommendations on caffeine uh 300 milligrams a day that's good to which know. is like two small cups of coffee I think but again I mean I know women that have drink a lot more than that and Nothing is necessarily wrong with their babies, and so those are, I guess, like the, I guess the general general recommendations, yeah. Which I kind of followed, and you know, and I try to have people limit their caffeine intake, anyways, to just as a general rule of thumb. Yeah, I got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Addicted to caffeine, hardcore. Yeah, well, just like you know, your stress level for women, especially trying to conceive. That's one of the first things I'd be like, okay, let's just like slowly taper down our caffeine until we can, you know, typically get down to drinking some herbal teas in the morning if they're, you know, having a really difficult time conceiving. Um, And I, like when I was um, trying to conceive, I started drinking the um, Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee. Oh, how is that? I've never had it. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, I mean, it tastes like coffee. 
like like regular coffee. It tastes like regular it's coffee. No, it's, it's coffee. Oh, okay. It's coffee, but it has a lower um, caffeine, so it's like seventy five milligrams per cup, oh. and then it has your um, adaptogen mushrooms. Oh, what's it called? Four Sigmatic. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's delicious. Awesome. Makes me feel super earthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where that's what Ed, Abby's heading towards. So she's yeah. like trying to move the needle more towards mushrooms. Gaia. So that is one of the other like healthy foods, mm. or mushrooms, and like any particular types. Uh, I just watched a documentary on mushrooms. Oh, and yeah. Mushrooms. They had these guys. They're wild mushroom hunters, and they're yeah. at this, they're at this thing out in Telluride. Telluride, Colorado it was really interesting, but they were like all against store bought mushrooms. But uh, I don't know if yeah. it's just because they sell wild mushrooms or if there's really. I'm gonna have to send you the link to the podcast that the yeah. Four Sigmatic guys did because they grew mushrooms out in like I don't know Iceland or Scandinavia, but I could be totally wrong. Um, and they talked about like what your conventional store bought mushrooms have in them compared to. Either like foraging for your own or, you know, s- specialty kinds like shiitake like and cremini, stuff like that. Yeah, shiitake and those types of things. So, um, well, I know morels grow wild in southern Indiana. Yeah, we have those on our property. Nice. But I am just you like. Them? Scared, so, scared one time I ate berries as a child and got very, very sick. Oh. And so I am not a good forager. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, if somebody else knew what they were doing and, like, made <laughs> something for me, like, I would eat it. Right. But I am not confident in my skills to go out and do it yourself now. I have yeah. zero confidence in mine, too. I'd be <laughs> terrified because, I mean, some mushrooms can kill you if you eat them. I think that's such a, an important thing for people to learn how to do, though, is to, like, well, what if there's some sort of... I'm not a prepper or anything, but what if there's some I sort of... I am good. Let's no. eat her eggs. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if you really had to, like, survive? Like, if all the power went out and it didn't come back on, well, you probably need to learn how to fish and hunt and find berries think, and yeah, mushrooms like normal, and stuff. Yeah, just, like, normal... Yeah, foraging and knowing how, like, to appreciate the earth. Just, yeah. like, the appreciation of it. Like, or it even gives just, us what we need. And definitely. And even just using that as an excuse to get outside. You know, I got oh into bird watching for a small time. And, like, it was it was just fun. You know, you go find a spot and you have the book and you go out there with some binoculars and just walk around and look at birds and, like, mm. try to oh identify them. And it was just a good excuse to go, like, wandering well, it's around. it's so meditative. Outside. That's, yeah. like, nature therapy. Yeah, it was great. I need to get back into that. Yeah, that sounds nice. It's fun. I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else you want to say or promote and where can people find you again the best way um instagram okay lindsay.carter.funfitfemale or lindsaycarterfitness.com awesome and i do have upcoming classes in 2020 in january april and august uh, next year fantastic abby anything how's your how's the meditation challenge going for you Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Accountability well, time. I know, I know. I thought I was gonna text you like every day, and I'm done. You know, done it. I, so I meditated for like five days. You got five in. I know. I need to start again. Here yeah, I just am. Just get back on. Just get back just on. Like track. everything else, right? right? You just jump back in. Yeah. I'm so yeah. I so. I did. I've done twice a day, every day since. My ever goal, since we saw each other. Yeah, and my goal was to do AM and PM. I so know. there's a couple days where I missed AM, but I was like, I'm gonna do. 2 p.m. So I've oh. I've not I've got two sessions in every day. Is Chad doing it with you? 
The morning? Uh, no, he's still doing that. He's done a couple mornings with me. But, okay. Do you listen yeah. to something or do you like go in your own self? I just do like the Buddha, just old school, yeah. sitting on a cushion. So I did use um, Insight Timer, the app. Are you yeah. familiar with that? I'm not. It's nice. They've got guided meditations or you can just do like a, you can set a timer and then a little bell will ring once your time is up. So that is nice that I didn't yeah. have to just sit there and try to do it by myself. In the yeah. beginning, because I'm not quite as confident in myself. Um, yeah. So I send my mamas to Expectful, which is a meditation app oh. for pregnancy and postpartum in motherhood. Okay. Nice. And because I, I love to, I need someone to help me. Right. It's like bring me back on track. I think that's, a, maybe that's a mom thing, right? Our yeah. brains are so busy. There's always know, something going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, so I really enjoy that one. Okay. I bet meditation is a, I mean, it's an extremely valuable tool for anyone, but especially for busy moms. moms. So I think it's the famous Vietnamese monk Thich Nhat Hanh. His quote is, uh, you know, meditate every day for 20 minutes unless you're too busy, then meditate for 60. I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was him that said that, but like, I love that quote. It's like, oh, well, I got this and that. Well, then you need more, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it'll make you more efficient, mm. you know. If you take 10 minutes out to meditate while you're doing something really busy, you'll be more efficient at that work once you finish. Anyway. Do you meditate? I do. I try to do it every day. And I had done that, um, that used that app during my pregnancy and, and then afterwards. And I think, you know, you can do like 5, 10, or 20 minutes. And right. there's like walking meditations, mm-hmm. baby carrying, med- nursing meditations. and. Oh, that's that's what I need to do in nursing meditation. It's so funny because I, so I'm still nursing Nora and, um, just this past week I was like, I should meditate while I'm nursing her, but I'm like in her room and we're both like, <laughs> it's the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, sometimes I'm almost nodding off. Well, that's okay to <laughs> meditate to sleep. Then you're just really there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, what are you guys drinking today? I'm just having water. I drank some Shakeology on the way here. I didn't have. I had a late breakfast, a really big late breakfast, and then I skipped lunch, and I'm like, well, I'll drink some Shakeology on the way down. Now I'm just having water. I'm having green tea from Starlight Coffee Company in Floyd's Knobs. Nice. (laughs) I am drinking some red tea. Um, It's from South Africa. It's, let's see, the Republic of Tea. It's from the Kula Center. the Republic of Tea. And it's pronounced Roy Boss, and it is mm. delicious. And, and I read the back, and it says it's naturally caffeine-free, and it's supposed to have the same kind of antioxidant uh, effect as green tea, but without the caffeine. And it's delicious. And I don't have anything else. Do you guys? Oh, thank you for uh, having me. Thank, thank you. you. Namaste. Namaste.